Cameron Jones here, as always, with Mark Nussel, Jordan Jones. This is the Cold Classic. Are you sure that's Cameron Jones? You kind of look like uh, one of the leads from Road to El Dorado. I look like uh, Orlando Bloom currently from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's nah, really what my facial hair. You're giving yourself hair. a little too much credit. I mean, the facial hair for sure. But I mean, I wouldn't be talking Sons of Anarchy. You got like a nice, like deep uh, chin goatee. <laughs> you guys going on. aren't nailing it. It's the Nelson twins after the rain. <laughs> Check deep, out that video. That's that's Jordan and I are growing out our facial hair. Cameron's just experimenting with yeah, fun. I'm cutting fun things in. I've reached that part of the quarantine. It looks like a young Charlie Chaplin, an old Adolf. Hitler. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He doesn't look like that. Uh, uh, we are the Cult Classic Podcast. We watch movies and talk about them. I've uh, come here to chew some bubblegum and listen to Cult Classics Podcast. I came here I'm all out of bubblegum. I came here to drink a Paps Blue Ribbon coffee thing. And, Ooh, should uh, we just do that now? We are not, we are, we are not sponsored yeah, whatsoever, we but no. we're definitely drinking these while recording this. So, uh, okay. All right. We're tra- first for the first time ever, we're trying the Paps Blue Ribbon uh, hard coffee. It have, sounds horrible. Have Just you ever even thought the look of it is horrible. Pats needs to diversify into coffee. Yeah, <laughs> every day. I think, every day. That, I think that about most uh, cheap beers. Okay, <laughs> nothing says Pats Blue Ribbon Coffee like six p.m. or seven p.m. That's actually really. I mean, good. It, t- it tastes like a white Russian. That's really it really good. does. Ooh, that tastes great. That would make me so sick so quick. I'd actually like to put this on rocks. Contains milk. Sorry, Cameron. Um, so we are doing another John Car- Carpenter film. He's popped up a bunch in the Cold Classic podcast, as he should. He makes Cold Classic movies. Uh, we're not quite to the 90s. We're doing the 1988 John Carpenter film, They Live. A drifter discovers a pair of sunglasses that allow him to wake up to the fact that aliens have taken over the Earth. They Live. This is another John Carpenter movie where he has a lot of social commentary about Reaganomics and consumerism. Based on a true story. No, just (laughs) Roddy Piper thought it was. We're living it. We just don't have the sunglasses. This is yet another cult thing that's based on a novel that was made into a like comic series. It was then an adaptation for a John Carpenter movie. So based on Ray Nelson's short story, eight o'clock in the morning. We've got Roddy Piper, Keith David, Meg Foster. And George Buck Flower. It's got the longest fight scene in cinematic history. It's got maybe one of the best moments I've ever seen. And last second photo finish boobies. True. Greed. Corruption. Passion? Passion. Vagabondism. Riding the rails. (laughs) It's got one-liners because wrestlers sometimes can only say one line at a time. They'd wanted two liners, but that's all they got. I've come here to do two things. Chew bubblegum, kick some ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. The world needs a wake-up call. We're going to phone it in. (laughs) When Blue Collar meets Extraterrestrial. It's a clear classic example of a genre film, mainly science fiction, exposing social commentary on economics. You see them on the street. You watch them on TV. You might even vote for one this fall. You think they're people just like you. You're wrong. Dead wrong. John Carpenter's They Live. All right. Is this a cult classic? This is a cult classic. It's John yeah. Carpenter. It's yeah. so cool. Qu- any movie that's this quotable and just has like 
this many ridiculous lines typically falls under that. So. This one's an easy shoe in. This has classic. a quote that exceeds the movie. I bet a lot of people know this quote and don't know the movie. True. I've known this quote for years I've, and wasn't exactly sure what it came agree. from. This was my first viewing. Ago. Knew the quote beforehand. So Genre film, sci-fi mixes, socioeconomics, John Carpenter, John Carpenter score. And any of those te- tend to like uh, outlive a lot of other things around those uh, around around the time. If it has a good social commentary with it for like the sci-fi or the horror, that usually gives it the longevity and kind of like a, right, a core that, like, fan base that sticks with it longer. And I feel that, like it always comes back around, right? Like history repeats repeats itself. Um, In this case, it never stopped. Depressing how much it didn't change. That's for sure. Yeah. We'll get into it. Uh, I mean, it's jo- most John Carpenter films do fall under cold classic. We kind of talked about this last week, how he never really like a had producer. his like, uh, big mainstream. Director. I mean, this was universal, though, wasn't it? I mean, this was like a big mainstream no, film. No, I wasn't think he like, has mainstream distribution, but, but he doesn't have like a mainstream budget or, or following. Or, or like kind of, or, or even film. Like this is even like kind of like an independent feeling, like plot and movie. It's just with through Universal. $3 million budget. Seems about to be Four. his wheelhouse. Four million dollar budget. Which is still, I think, cheap for the eighties. Yeah, for even back then. I mean, it wasn't. It's not big budget, but he's mm-hmm. got his niche. Yeah. It's John Carpenter. You give me four million dollars, we'll 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 break even. And we'll have some fun. Yeah, definitely cool classic. Should we break down the cast and crew? Let's do. All right, cast and crew. Um, hold on, I'm on office space for some reason. <laughs> Ron <They> Livingston. Live. <laughs> I, was, I was literally, I was like looking at the word Ron Livingston. Uh, <sighs> uh, no, uh, starring Ro- Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestling star. You may know he him plays from... No Name Man, who eventually we find out is to be named Nada. Uh, for more re- for more recent things before he passed away, you might remember him from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was also in... Oh, yeah, he was, uh, ma- he was Maniac on Always Sunny. He was either all, also on Fantasy Factory or Rob De- or Robin Big, too. He came on to help Rob become a professional wrestler for Kid a second. Lightning. I mean, he makes cameos as Super himself. Yeah, yeah. But he's most known for a kilt-wearing WWF superstar. True. The late great passed away in 2015. But guess Are what you? his... Like signature move is. Did he jump? And and this is this is really me trying to remember it. Did like, did the did the wrestler be in the corner and they were kind of like sitting against the post? Sure. And he kind of jumped on top of them and humped their face. That might have been Degeneration X. Uh, Cameron, I'd like your answer before I <laughs> some before sort we of flying, all that. some flying leg kick kind of thing. <laughs> Jordan, your answer was crazy. I mean, have you seen somebody do that? Yeah, didn't, didn't DX do that? Didn't they like I, like triple six? You check it out. It's just, Hit me up, it's, Colt. It's quite literally eye poke. Think about, just eye poke? think about how like Three Stooges like bullshit that move is. Just uh, a dirty fighter. It's a cheap shot. Uh, Keith David plays Frank. The uh, we f- we befriend him at the um, he, he's come construction up the, site. He's come up in the podcast before. He was in uh, Armageddon. Armageddon, but he's he's in a bunch of shit. You you kind of reckon like, like this is something that uh, I've grown to realize over the f- past few years. But he's in everything. He has been for years. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he's also most recently uh, something we've liked. He's a president in Rick, Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, is he really? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you look if, at it, he's in a million movies. If you look at his IMDb, he's in like. 10 pieces that aren't even out yet like it says like 2021 or something like he's he's, he's gonna still keep going. being in everything you know, something about mary he's the stepdad the dead. he's the frank of the beans yeah parts hilarious probably the best part of the, the movie the might beans be the frank. it's almost like he's he's not quite a character actor or he's not a featured player but he's like a he's a cameo expert meg foster plays holly 
Um, I don't know, I don't know if I know her from anything. I'm not familiar with her at all. She has piercing, like ridiculously piercing blue eyes. Oh, it was um, mas- some, something of the universe, Master of the Universe. Is that, does that ring a bell? It nope. does not. George Buckflower plays the Drifter. Now, I wouldn't have known it, but like I guess he kind of does look familiar to this. You, did my you recasting was going to be the guy in Back to the Future says crazy drunk the pedestrians. Yeah. Turns out that's just him. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so there goes my recasting, but you know, sometimes Listen, you na- sometimes you accidentally nail it. And I'm not going to go too like far into this because there's there are a lot of for me um, people I don't recognize, but uh, Peter Jason plays Gilbert, sort of the head of the church, kind of. Uh, who's the, who plays the Reverend? Do you have that? That's the only other oh, person that Reverend. has some like screen time. Yes, I do. Cy uh, Richardson, he plays the the Reverend. Uh, fairly small cast and crew actually for once, which is kind of nice. Uh, I mean, a few familiar people in there, but it's about, it was kind of a mixed bag for me, half and half. Of it kind of leaned on the main three: uh, Roddy Piper, Keith David, and Meg Foster. Uh, should we move on to favorite aspects? Favorite aspects. Aspects. Lights and favorite aspects. Favorite aspects. Favorite aspects. Okay, so we've done a lot of John Carpenter films. So where's where this fall kind of in your guys' ranking of the things we've done so far? Um, because of the themes of it, it's pretty high. It's below Big Trouble because that's just fun. It's mm-hmm. just fun to buy. You know, Honestly, actually, this one's this one's above Big Trouble for me. I think so too. It's for, it's it's just it's more believable slightly, so that it's just. Well, gonna... do you want to know a thing why I put Big Trouble a little ahead? Hmm. Kurt Russell's yoke, and you really put Kurt in the Russell's time. Kurt Russell's just a better actor than Rowdy Piper. Well, I mean, that's true, but this one Roddy is Rowdy Piper. This has been looking pretty yoked. Who said the yoked thing? Oh, yeah. He's looking pretty good in this one, too. I mean, he was a professional wrestler. I will say that's a comment I'll leave for later. But (laughs) it has a better structure and just story than the the other ones we've done, I'd maybe say. Except for, I mean, Escape from New York's fun, but. um, Big Trouble gets you off to a better start, though. This one was a little bit of a slow burn, like. Okay, okay, okay. It did take so a second. Look, you get some action. I actually liked the slow burn. It, it kind of set up as like a mixture of... Uh, I did. I mean, I love. I think I love this movie better than Big Trouble. I'm just... It was a little bit of a slow burn. It was definitely slow. I'll agree. But I mean, the other... Big Trouble kind of starts right away. Yeah. That's true. Do what I do like about this movie, though. It's a slow burn, but all of a sudden we hit that key plot point, and then we're at 100 for the rest of the it movie. It almost starts at the line, right? Do you do you know what yeah. I... Re- yeah. Do you kind know of. what it reminded me of? And I was going to maybe save this for comments, but we're talking about it. Um, it. It reminds me of an Edgar Wright film, how you set up a movie in reality and then the genre takes it over. But your themes are still there. I assume he was actually totally get it. that, which is actually maybe why I like this so much, because it did have that familiar vibe Ooh. to it. We're like, we're in the real world. This is just setting up the situation of what. Like, yeah, you maybe know. you need that just to set up the like yeah. this. Oh, I, OK, which I I, I, again, I, I haven't seen many Kung Fu movies, so I can't really compare. Well, I'm big trouble to other kung fu movies just because mm-hmm. I don't know the genre all that well. But like sci-fi mixed with humor, I know decently well. Yeah. So, no, I, I actually, I mean, uh, that's World's really End good doesn't this feel like World's It feels End. a lot like that. This kind of feels like they melded um, half Grapes of Wrath slash um, Mice of Men. Mm-hmm. That's like what we're set in, and then they threw in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, and made a movie together with a shit ton of social commentary, which I like. Love that. What do you guys What do you guys feel about his big message? That's obviously over throughout the whole movie. It rings eerily true. Now it's not it's discreet. Depressing. <laughs> yeah, that, it did. It did really hit home watching. Right? I'm like, oh shit, things are just the same. Well, it, it's just funny that in that's the eighties. I mean, it wasn't discreet at all. Like you just knew exactly what he meant. 
Whereas what he was going for. In comparison, George, you, what, what, what's that guy's? George A. Romano. Yeah, the Night Romero. of the Living Dead. That's kind of all about consumerism as well. And George Mac- A. Romero. Romero, sorry. Romero. So Romano? Night of the Living Dead is all about McCarthyism, right? Mm-hmm. And then the one, the, retur- the the one where they're in the mall. Is kind of anti-consumerism, right? Yeah, that pl- that plus pretty heavy race relations in it still too. But it's a lo- it's it's more subtle, and you kind of have to yeah read between the lines. This one you don't. Nope. <laughs> and I, I like that. Um, it, it just says it. Obey. But it is eerily true. Uh, in the late eighties, they're like Mark. Was this a joke or was it true that when he's going through the magazines, everything just says a thing except for golf magazine still says golf magazine? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, that was like. Is that true? Wouldn't it be funny if like I, I said this out loud? Okay, like, damn! I thought it was a real thing. You no, noticed? It was like, wouldn't this be funny? Like everything is just blank. Oh, except just innocent old golf digest. <laughs> golf digest is still just keep your head down through the swing. Yeah, <laughs> just like a real tip. Like, We'll watch it for you. It's straight, straight up, up manual. Nice and easy. Nice uh, and easy. Nobody's buying Golf Magazine, so it's not a consumerism product. Ooh, this <laughs> one's more for you, but the old, like, you know, the 80s, like, kind of boxy cop car? Oh, that is a huge oh, yeah. love of mine. I do love when there's a nice car Cameron chase or just anything with the old 70s, like, Blues Brothers, like, cop car. I don't know. It just feels good. I mean, feels it was good. that cop car until 1992. For, you know, for your 30th birthday, I'm going to give, give you me that? a what? boxy Cop 80s cop car cake. That'd be oh, I thought you were gonna give me a real thing. I, thought, oh. I bet you can find one in a junker that may barely moves. Give me a real thing. I'm just gonna give him a cake. Obviously, the fucking fight scene. Yeah, uh, it's the most the, ridiculous. And we'll talk about it. We can talk about it later. Yeah, let's just let's just uh, generalize that. Just because we can, we need yeah, to get into right. the movie. Into you know what we're talking about, so I mean, you know what's coming. It comes out of nowhere. I really do like the twist, though, in the the way the aliens look and. The gimmick of the glasses, I think that all works. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I the one-liners. I mean, we'll get to this later in quotes, but Roddy has Rowdy. Oh God, he just had like a journal of them, right? He just has a bunch of good. Roddy Rowdy Piper. You got to say it fast. Rowdy. You can't think about it. Ra- it's it's an adjective, then his name. He's Rowdy. Rowdy. Rowdy Roddy. Roddy. Not Rodney. Roddy. Roddy. Rowdy Roddy. Like Piper. Rod Rod Stewart. Like Rowdy Roddy. Roddy, 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 hey, Piper. Hey, Roddy. Okay. Rowdy Roddy. And that's how you say it. Rowdy Roddy Piper. He had a a tagline which was, I'm 100% Scottish. And then I find out that he's not. (laughs) Just today. That's that's not his. You're saying the kilt is like a little bit of that? I'm pretty sure he came out to bagpipe music too. (laughs) But I'm the one guy who just said he humped a face for... His finishing move, and it was the eye poke. What do I know? <laughs> the fucking eye poke. Uh, overall, do we like? Did you like the movie? Thumbs yeah. up. I liked it a lot, actually. It was high. It was high old... up in my. This is my first time watching it, actually, but it was high up there in my John Carpenter's. I mean, other than Halloween's, obviously, just like the gold standard, and I, I kind of just don't count that. But this and the thing, I liked a lot. Do you want to move on to Unverified? Unverified. Okay, unverified. Um, writer Ray Nelson. The book. The book. The short novel. Eight o'clock in the morning, yes. Uh, you will recognize his work. You won't even know what it is, but it's the propeller beanie cap. Have I you guys read about this? I saw that. You yeah. saw that? Yeah. He's, he's like the, he, he made the, like the propeller, you know that the thing? propeller hat. You know, you know that know thing that looks like a yeah, yarmulke? Yeah, yeah. But as a propeller, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. You're telling me he this invented is word this? word for word. Science fiction author and cartoonist Ray Nelson was the inventor of the propeller beanie while still in high school. Uh, in high school? And still in high school. Some, uh, in 1947, a small science fiction convention, um, he, went, he went to that and just like his friends, they were attaching plastic to a hat and somehow came up with 
that. And Why? it's kind of super wild. Uh, just a little just information on him. Ray Nelson, he wrote eight o'clock eight o'clock in the morning, which was published in nineteen sixty-three. That's the that's the story that this this is based off of. Uh, and then John Carpenter said this movie's also a, co- a short comic book adaptation to the story as well that he was basing it off of. Apparently. So isn't it funny that the theme of consumerism and I not at that point, but corporations being bad mm-hmm. was from nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, it's been going on forever. Well, it's good to know it worked itself out and we're all doing just fine. Um, The screenplay is attributed to Frank Armitage. Frank Armitage is just a pen name that John Carpenter uses. Oh, (laughs) This is not yeah, he, wa- he wanted to like not sound super braggadocious, like just that's kind of nice though. Director, produced, and wrote by James Cameron. But <laughs> the name Armitage comes from uh, a character in an H.P. Lovecraft. I did see uh, that, yeah. book. That's fun. It was, uh, what was it called? Uh, sorry, I want to get this. Uh, it was a nod to his character to a character in H.P. Lovecraft's L- Lovecraft. Lovecraft. <laughs> that's my porn name. Okay, it was a nod to a character in H.P. Lovecraft's. The Dunwich Horror. Hmm, interesting. The Dunwich Horror. You may remember J.P. Lovecraft from a... J.P. <laughs> what up, J.P.? J.P. Lovecraft a few weeks ago in our reanimator. Didn't he write that? I uh, yes. believe so. Yeah. yeah. Crazy name, by the way. Everything's it's all connected. So this one's, uh, this one's pretty fun. The sunglasses I wear are called Hoffman Lens sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And that Wait, is what are they called? Hoffman Tell me you have the price of how much they were Hoffman running after Lens? the movie. I thought oh. they were Oakleys. Because I want to get a pair now if I didn't need prescription. So the reason that they they, they they use the Hoffman sunglasses is it may be a nod to Albert Hoffman, the creator of LSD. I've heard the, the name a million times and I never remembered it. Yeah, he's a scientist who like created and tested LSD. You, you're acting like I just that should just be something I have in my back pocket. Well, the funny I didn't thing have is, his that name That is something I should have in my back pocket because that's come up on so many pa- podcasts, but I never remember that guy's name. Well, oh. now I do, I guess. Thank, thanks go. for the... Never will. You. It's in and it's out. Um, you will notice throughout the movie that uh, Roddy Piper is wearing a wedding ring. It's because he was married at the time and he refused that. to take it off. I don't know if oh, I Oh, they didn't that. explain that. I just assumed it was something his character wouldn't give up on. Hmm. That could be too, or maybe he, she died or something. I didn't read into it much. I mean, it's you definitely know. noticeable he has a wedding ring on the whole time. It would be an easy thing for the backstory. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, the other guy had one. He could just be like me too. You the, want to say it? Yeah, that segues into the character's name. It's never mentioned in the movie. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's name. It so, is. It is not call him a, Rowdy for now. Yeah, let's call him. I'm gonna, call, I'm Mr. gonna call him Piper. Piper actually, we'll call him Piper? Pipes. Yeah, Pipe? Mr. Piper. We'll get who you're talking about. No, I'm I'm actually gonna stumble through Rowdy Rowdy Piper the whole Rowdy time. Rowdy Pipes. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Pipes. Um, his his character's name is never said in the entire movie. It is Nada. It's in the credits. Nada in Spanish means nothing. Uh, I kind of uh, hate when movies do that when I'm not sure who the characters are. Uh, so this is crazy. So the big fight scene. We'll we'll talk about it later. But it was originally only supposed to last. 20 seconds but uh david and piper decided that they wanted a more intricate fight scene so they themselves rehearsed it and just like i guess help choreograph it to make it what it was that they just practiced it for weeks and then it runs five minutes and 20 seconds now so they added five minutes to the fight scene that was not there heard it heard it took three months to rehearse Hmm. I don't know if that's true. Maybe three right days. Right after it ended. I told oh, sorry. I, three I days to, to shoot. I turned to camera. I'm like, this. that might have been my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I did. Oh, it could yeah. very well be. I mean, you, you have a professional wrestler attached to the movie. You assume there's going to be some sort of wrestling action in it. Sure. But you didn't assume that. No. <laughs> there's that's no true. way you saw that Which happening. Is, is that great? Even with like what you may be expected, they exceeded those expectations for me. This is like the uh, Peter Griffin chicken fight. But I mean, that's uh, like kind of this. So the there are two things um, accredited 
A shot-for-shot spoof of Roddy and Keith's fight scene was used in the South Park episode Cripple Fight, where Timmy and I forget the other kid's name, (laughs) and I think one of the chicken fights in... Family Guy. Family Guy was a recreation of this. That makes well. sense. Just a legit recreation. No, that one I think they just parodied it. But the South Park one was, was a, a shot-for-shot hit-for-hit oh, hit recreation. Amazing. Do you want to hear something <laughs> crazier about the fight? I do. Uh, P- Piper and David decided to fight it out as realistic as possible, pulling face and groin shots, but otherwise making contact. Like not full force, but at least sparring. Yeah, at least actually hitting each other with the other hits. If they're throwing an elbow, throwing an arm, they're making contact, just not full force. But they only pulled groin and face shots. There are a lot of kind of groin and face and shots. That's a though. five minute so shot where they're hitting bodies. That's so they're, a lot of still. Yes, just, they're just hitting each other. There's no way that one groin didn't accidentally get hit. Oh, here's some, his, yeah, some he's like on his back. He's just, it, you could definitely tell Roddy's like, we need some wrestling moves in here. Yeah. He well, did like four he, body slams. There were also a few times in there it kind of looked like they're, I'm hoping at least their legs look a little more padded. So I was waiting I, for I, an I th- eye poke. I think there's at least a little <laughs> bit of protection there. See, I was waiting for that uh, corner hump job <laughs> in the face. I'll find something on YouTube and show you later. I know one wrestler used to do it. It might be something from Degeneration X. Do you guys recognize a little cameo in the movie from the voice that says, sleep, sleep? Sleep. Mm, I'm guessing it's either Jamie Lee Curtis and or Rowdy, 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 John Carpenter. Okay, oh. John Carpenter. I'm just trying, trying to, to keep the, him away. Dragonocious. So far, we've had Sigourney Weaver. We've had. Um, I just said her name, Jamie Lee <laughs> Jamie Curtis, Lee Curtis, and uh, and himself as cameo. So those are my big three suspects. Probably most of the time. Uh, so the homeless people in the movie, the extras, a lot of them were actual homeless people that John Carpenter just hired off the street. He offered them food and a paycheck. And Rowdy Piper, Rowdy Piper was quoted as saying, that was a pretty classy thing to do. We did not give them the paycheck, though. That's huge. <laughs> that, that's an awesome unverified. There is a, a, a theory out there that's floating around, and we could probably say this for everything, but it caught my eye. Mm-hmm. There, uh, Carpenters rejected this. There's a neo-Nazi and white supremacist claims that the film is an allegory of Jewish control of the world. What? He said, no, it's not that. It's... Um, it's about yuppies and unrestrained capitalism. It's pretty straightforward uh, that it's pretty much capitalism and uh, commercialism. I just like the, the, the neo Nazis out there saw this movie and like it's Jews, right? It's like, <laughs> you guys wait, 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 wait. Am I talking? It's Jews again, right? Uh, yeah. Also, this is coming from two and a half Jews. Mark's half. Yeah, he's been to some Passovers. Nice. He's nibbled on the cafelta fish. That's not a euphemism. Tasty stuff. No. Uh, this, is, awful. This, is, this is kind of a funny one. Uh, Rowdy Piper uh, believed that this was based on an actual thing that happened in the 50s. Uh, he said it was based on a, a TV manufacturer that put subliminal messages in commercials to brainwash um, women to make extravagant purchases. But uh, that was a docu- that he, he didn't know that it was, a, it was not a documentary. It was a mockumentary. Uh, La, La Faire Brunswick in 1978. It was a comedy short. But he spouted off that this was based on a true story because he didn't get it. Do you want to hear another thing about Roddy Piper? Sure. He's gone on to say later on after this movie that... Wait, he, was it the Jews? <laughs> well, it's kind of borderline that. Again, we're Jews. Although he, he liked being in the movie, he didn't believe in the political statements the movie was making. But you uh, got to try to cross over any way you yeah, can. Yeah, I read that too. He did. Well, John Carpenter um, encouraged him to talk about the political stance behind the movie. But uh, but Roddy was actually a fan of Reagan and Reaganomics. Well, at least the idea behind it. So he tried to shy away from talking any any politics, which seems like it would be 
pretty hard during the, the interviews. You see the guards and they're holding instruments. Oh, I thought you'd like this one too. Yeah. This one I saw it. I'm like, okay. So the instruments, you know, what I'm talking market. They, they, they have like buttons on it and they're like plastic. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm like the guys in the, in the camouflage, they're like little blinking lights. So they're holding something. I think they call them like receptor cons or whatever. They just, they just use them from Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's the, uh, what? The communicators. You have a picture? Um, in a second. The communicator. I'm sorry, I can't multitask. The computer. Uh, the communicators that the guards use in the underground underground complex are really PKA meters from the Ghostbuster movies that Egon's always. I had. read that before the. Uh, what is it? Before well, I, I watched it, and I missed it. I still didn't. Oh, see Oh, really? Because yeah. I didn't know that when I did see it. I was, and when I was I watched looking it, out for I'm like, listen, if those aren't from Ghostbusters, they definitely copied it. Turns out sure, just there. Sure yeah, you got that. I used to have a toy version of that as a kid. So the the movie was originally scheduled for an October 21st uh, release in 1988, but John Carpenter moved it because to, to November 4th because Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, actually came out that same weekend, and it was the first Halloween that John Carpenter wasn't connected to at all. He at least produced... Uh, I don't think he directed past two. Uh, but he was definitely producing Connected to, but 4 was the first one he was not attached to. So he wanted to make sure that he uh, separated himself from that release weekend so people didn't, like, I don't know, get confused. Just too much. Too much Carpenter one week. Graffiti artist Shepard Ferry got his Obey from this film. You know, oh, that, like, yeah. the, like the Obey you, I brand. I can see it now. Yeah, I can see it totally. I've that had did, so many yeah. of those shirts. Like, I've, I've, I've worn those shirts. Isn't that funny that... the uh a guy saw that and he's like, I'm going to use this for capitalism and consumerism. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to make it like a brand. Effect, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just going back to what we were talking about before with, uh, Roddy, with yeah. uh, Roddy Piper, not wanting to talk the uh, politics so much of the movie. That was also because he is actually, I believe Canadian, but he just had a green card at the time and he didn't want to speak poorly of the United States while he was working with the green card and making money through capitalism off of it. I've heard John Stewart talk about when he was on the daily show, he's like, I didn't want to get deported. Cause I was, you know, I just had a work visa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. He's like, I was always terrified of it. Cause they could just make up some bullshit reason. Did you already say Cameron that it opened at number one? Uh, no, but this is actually interesting. If you have that in front Wild. of you, cause I don't have it. Uh, it, it actually did at, great. It opened at number one in the box office and then kind of, randomly disappeared after kind of like trickled away pretty quickly my guess is though a movie like this wasn't if it was wide release probably didn't have enough enough money to stay in theaters that long you know what i mean from what i i think he did say it was like number one in the box office for a week and then it disappeared the next week like it was like really big for like a second then was out nice uh you want to hear something but a fast burn you guys want to hear something super interesting that didn't happen imagine this movie if you will after finishing this john carpenter was signed on to do another movie it was going to be about a special uh special unit forces soldiers who died during the vietnam war and are brought back to life kind of as a zombie unit unit it was going to be starring kurt russell and a few other like regular cast members but it was going to supposedly take place around like christmas night and they were going to uh essentially rise from the dead and take over a town and hold it hostage, make demands kind of thing for something I'm sure political. So would that be a Christmas movie? I guess so, yeah. No, Christmas adjacent. Christmas adjacent This is back to the, Guys, the argument. I, I know the way I feel about it. It would be Christmas adjacent. You know why? Adjacent. It's like Chris, in the basement. Christmas adjacent. Here's why. Because there ain't no zombies at Christmas. <laughs> period. <laughs> There may be zombies adjacently around Christmas. That's not even. That's not what your argument was. Yeah, it was, it's always been that. No, no, <laughs> really. Yeah, you can't be. You can't. 
the the it had to be a holiday movie. This is any holiday. You it's gotta can pick be, one. It's got to be the feeling. The spirit of the holiday has to be the. Point it has of the movie. to feel like those Coke commercials with the polar bears. Yeah. <laughs> now listen, if you you're know, murdering, it's not a Christmas movie. It's not the spirit of the holiday. And this is coming from two Jews, but I think we can really pinpoint what a Christmas movie feels like. Are we doing this again? <laughs> Are we really gonna do this? I'm again? sorry. I'm, let, all right, let's let's get back. Hey, track here. but you know what? I, I, I've said it. I said it in the episode. Please, if you want to hear this debate, listen to like a third of our episodes, but specifically Gremlins. We really get into uh, Christmas adjacent movies. The famous line, which I'm not gonna tiptoe on now, because we'll want to bring it up mm-hmm. in all of its glory, was improvised by. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Uh, he had a notebook of sayings that either he already had said as a professional wrestler or never got around to saying. And uh, John Carpenter kind of flipped through and was like, yeah, we can use a couple of these. So he just <laughs> let him have like essentially some a bunch of ad libs during the action scenes where he just said his wrestling shit. I would have loved to see Ric Flair in this movie. <laughs> also, this is uh, another unverified, but Vince McMahon, who has been kind of uh, synonymous with being a... Um, I don't know. A, a fucking badass. Who is a shithead. Yeah. Just a horrible shithead. <laughs> a, a terrible human being. And um, on the same side has a good watchable product. True. But let's not forget the fact that he's an awful shithole. Yeah, he he holds people. He's my to, role model. Dude. Yeah, well, he did not want to <laughs> let. I can tell uh, Mark's wearing a uh, a nice blazer with no shirt on underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, he did not want to let Rodney uh, Rowdy Rodney go for this movie, and he actually said, "How about this? I'll find you some other movies with the same payout, but not this big budget John Carpenter political message movie." And instead, Roddy quit. Uh, professional wrestling to make the movie, and because of its success, he came back and he said, "I was bigger than ever, baby." Huh. I was just going to go down a rabbit hole. Rowdy, you know what the Ronnie. worst thing that uh, McMahon has done, Jim McMahon? Uh, signed them as like uh, contractors, contractors so that he, they don't get insurance and they, they have a They bunch don't of get injury. any benefits. If they get injured, they don't get paid kind of stuff. And look at this. Roddy Roddy Piper's another, and this is going to get yeah, a little he's dark. he's giving you the big time, boys. I'm pretty sure uh, Roddy was making a bunch of TV appearances at the end because there's it's hard to well, there's get money Well, this is going to be another dark thing. So many of them have like back injuries. But a lot of them because they took roids, like die in their fifties of a heart attack. True, and he's one of them. Like so many of them, I assume that CTE is probably a big problem as well. It but is. anyway, we won't dwell. There's, it's been documented, but it's pretty shitty. So we're in agreement. Uh, McMahon, love him, <laughs> love him, right? Uh, I was excited about XFL. It went away for obvious reasons with everything else, and uh, I hope they get we'll a second see part chance of the, at it. the laundry league too. Had to Seems have probably like it. had to. Have yeah, Seems sure. like it. All right, let's move on to questions. Comments. Animosities. Questions, comments, animosity. Okay, question, comment, animosity. I have to start out with something pretty petty. At the beginning of the movie, uh, Rowdy Roddy's walking, uh, Mr. Piper, he's walking on the side of the road. Pipes. But he's walking just next to a puddle that if anyone drives through that lane... He's gonna get drenched. As someone who I, oh, that's super who, as someone who I imagine is a professional drifter, you know not to be that close to a road after a rain. Come on, well, Piper. It's, now it seems. Now as it someone seems like who you're... could end up someday being a drifter, me who I think is in my spirit, mm-hmm. I think you're so beaten down that if the puddle hits you, oh, a little water. What, you don't mind a little water, whatever. Uh, also, just quick comment. Um, he is the most jacked homeless person in the world. Unless you're a drifter that works the lines. Recently and then, homeless could have just you know. That's true. Still working that's out. true. I, I can't, so I believe that <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is kind of a vagrant, vagabond, homeless guy at the beginning of the original Rambo, First Blood. Yeah. I guess so he's got competition. I guess there's, yeah, there's something with that. Okay. But he definitely seems, 
and this is in comparison to even Sly, mm-hmm. maybe a lot more drug induced with. It's not all natural. Those no, muscles. I don't think so. So maybe he's not getting his next hot meal, but he's definitely getting his creatine and <laughs> and doing pull-ups and stuff I mean, like at that. At the same time, you know, how often does someone leave their window down in the shanty area where you get to watch TV? It's a lot of push-ups. It's a lot of sit-ups. You know, it's a lot of passing time. I did think there was a lot of TV for Shantytown. I 100% thought so. A lot of TV. Lot Where's of the TV cable coming from? I mean, this is jumping cable a little bit ahead, but Mark and I were even commenting when we were watching it that after the raid, there seems to be a... Homeless TV still going on in their vacant lot somehow. Still though, like that's still going. Got everything but the. the well, the I cable, guess the baby. answer from the movie is they need the signal to go out. The, also, whoever they is. Actually, let's just talk about that for a second. It's a pretty nice shanty town, as far as shanty towns go. I don't know. Mm, it felt. Yeah. It felt safe. Yeah, yeah. It felt are we, family are we oriented. Really about to. It felt like the grade com- shanty towns right now. So yeah. like, because uh, I would put this about the same grade as La Bumba. Um. Yeah, c- uh, there's a communal aspect to the shanty town. Yeah, that's why. It's not just vagrants. There's families. No, there's a whole bunch of stabby, stabby. There's Hoover drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always drugs in a shanty town. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> pros and cons. I did have a question. Um, to start the movie, he gets out the train. I actually, I'm talking about John Carpenter's score here. Mm-hmm. Whole lot more harmonica. Not, I mean, still synth. It's drifter. You got to have a little harmonica. In there. I know, but it was. It, it, it's, it's. It's. I think it's more the instrument different. of the hobo. <laughs> it's true. I think it's more. I think it's noticeably different from a lot of his other. Yeah, because it's a little more. With like what a little droning note. It sounds like kind of like a. They have a lot oh. of that. It's the blues. The rowdy, the rowdy, rowdy blues. The rowdy, rowdy blues. <laughs> yeah. The, it does have a little bit of that, though. There's still a little bit of that drony seven like 70s, 80s, like. I guess the addition of a bluesy type harmonica. Really stood out to me as well. Actually, it's funny. I just Agreed. watched uh, the original Terminator. I watched Escape from New York for the podcast, and now this. So I've had a lot of the similar like Casio beat scores with like droning kind of notes and the stuff. Original. Bad like synth guitar. Mm, yeah, yeah. and like in horns and stuff. I'm actually kind of kind of digging it. Kind of like kind of Blade Runner sounding shit. I don't know. I'm kind of into it right now. Uh, I'm stealing this from Mark, but this is kind of an animosity when he's like spying when when Rowdy's like spying on the church at the beginning. He's being just pretty obvious with those binoculars looking at him. At the same time, for me, for me, it was from the other end. Yeah, the guys running the operation. I agree. Not discreet at all. The resistance is doing all their the shit during scum. the day. Yeah, the rebels come no, and they're looking <laughs> no. shiftily everywhere. everywhere. Well, like even when the helicopters above them, they just keep sh- running boxes. Like oh, oh, oh geez. No, like no, yeah. discreet. Just- Jesus, yeah, guys. do things a little bit more. I don't know covered. the guy's name, but the leader of the resistance, the general manager, whatever, Gil, like Gilman, Gilbert, Gilbert. Gilbert. Gilbert's like, we've got to, we've, we've got to integrate back into society and be less noticeable. I'm like, you kidding me, Gil? <laughs> you guys are like, weird. Like, you're fucking looking shifty eye like Shantyville. It's a good thing they moved to contacts because everyone looking through shades like up and I mean everyone in, in shades is that's a grabbed personal and, animosity for a person that wears glasses. I've never liked contacts. I prefer glasses. Mm. You can take them off. You can take them on. Obviously, I get all the pros. Just a personal trick. Mark and I were saying we would stick maybe. We're going to actually keep the shades. We love that there's upgrades, but we're more of just a shades <laughs> kind of. Shade, yeah. We're shades, guys. Even uh, though you know in L.A. that day, those like robot people are like just capturing everyone with the shades outdoors in L.A. and killing them. Lots of shaded people died. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of shaded people died. You know what the shades look like is those kind of like over 
Over the glasses. You, oh, glasses. Yeah. Sunglasses. Sunblockers. Yeah. Jordan is they a... They look uh, like sunblockers. He, he, he models the over the glasses shades. So the ones that cover your glasses, but... Do you have them right No, now? it's... I sold out. <laughs> I thought you were about to pull when, out. Well, when you get prescription sunglasses and you have them around, the battle's over. It doesn't matter anymore. I lost it. Yeah, it looks like you could see the fakeness behind people right now with the glasses you're mm-hmm. wearing. What do you but, see? I see myself and I'm not proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have an iconic style. Now I don't. Now I'm just a sellout. Uh, Frank says he's from Detroit. Obviously, he loses his job and is looking for work. That's why he's in L.A. So I didn't notice nowhere, nowhere closer. Um, I think we're in a uh, again like a we're dust in a recession, but even more than like a dust bowl, Great Depression type of thing, you know. Oh wow! So you got to find work where you can. You send your money back home. That's why it's got mice of men feel and current feels and and current feels that that's actually a topic i want to talk about i had seen this movie probably 10 years ago mm-hmm. but it feels like the theme of consumerism and corporations is stronger today that now it's actually making more sense especially in this time of covid more than the more than it was back then 100% as like any any watching any of these uh, movies with the message behind it from like 60s 70s 80s from like george a. romero or like john carpenter it's hitting kind of more home now, which is sh- shitty. It's also just sad that they're like, this is the problem. You guys know it. And nothing's changed. It's gotten worse. Yeah, it's not like a this is coming. It's like, this is here. I mean, I guess like on the on like, the positive, optimistic side of it, that there's still protests and stuff. And it does seem like maybe there's more of a movement now than there ha- will ever has been. Granted, it's because of great kind of struggle and obstacles and stuff, but... I mean, there's still there's still resistance. Well, it's Jordan. just funny that Keith Davidson's character, still scum. Mm. Keith Davidson's character, worked for Detroit, and Detroit used to be a mecca of industry in America because we made cars. And then he's like, "Well, they stopped making cars, and the people that work for the companies get all these bailouts, which still happens now, and True. we're all fucked." True, still happening, and it's the exact same. Corporations taking over. We brought this up in an, another podcast. Remember when we were younger and small towns were like, "God forbid Walmart to come here; it'll yeah. ruin our local business, and there'll be no downtown." You know what happened? Exactly that. Walmart's come in, and there's no downtowns anymore. There's you can't go anywhere and get anything. Mm, I love Walmart. <laughs> yep, everybody does. They got Mountain Dew and microwavable pizzas. Animosity comment after like the the aliens the they uh, find out the church. Like, why wouldn't they just burn the church down? Why wouldn't I mean they they don't even seem to like round up the homeless people and, and question like interrogate or imprison. They just kind of. Walk forward, and if you run at them, do you know what they do? Tear down them is the whole shanty town. Somehow they'd level that. Except for TV, that was on their list anyway. They don't like shanty towns. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess clean up the neighborhood. Little tents and structures probably would be pretty easy to bulldoze too. Yeah, why didn't they bulldoze? Why didn't they just bulldoze the church as well? Yeah, that's what it I'm was saying. half burned. Yeah, yeah, just like burn it down, bulldoze it down, get out of the get the whole area. Do you want to know a little nitpicky animosity while the cops come in and tear down shanty town? Hmm. Uh, Roddy, Ro- Rowdy, Roddy Piper's character, like, Pipes. saves what looks to be a young boy. Oh, yeah. But he's not. He, he's obviously a young adult or yeah. an adult. Yeah, we, were, we were talking about that. He's like 20 or something. I mean, he was he, like helping. He was like grabbing him. Like, hey, I, let go of I me, think bro. they should have recast him to be noticeably a boy. If you were, uh, this is a question, mm-hmm. in the crazy drunk drivers, right. you, you take the deal? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the deal. And that's the problem. Who am I? Who am I? Like, well, they're already here. I'm not in the resistance. Oh, I'm going from homeless just to like an investment and property owner in space. Sure. Look how quickly he turned around in a day and a half. He had a tuxedo. Cool watch. 
Um, he has a uh, his. My only concern with him is when he's kind of showing uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Keith Davids around. <laughs> he keeps calling. Him, listen, boys. He says, "Listen, boys." Like he's a little older than him. No, it's, not, it's not that phrase. Stuff. But he says, "Listen, boys," twenty times. I'll look back. That, that's I a personal notice. animosity. Well, just like if I'll jump back to there later, but like real lack security and I have issues with that. Uh, well, once you're in the club. Okay, first off, even like if I take one of those boxes from the church and it's just sunglasses, I'm still taking at least five pairs in my pockets at the time. He only takes like one pair. Yeah, they're still free sunglasses. I'll take two. Yeah, I'm at least taking a couple. But you're going to take five pairs? And also, as soon as... I probably yeah, just take one. You don't have like, enough pocket space for five pairs. Not in those tight Wranglers, you're right. But <laughs> he would have no. crushed those but trying in my to current, slide them in. In my current wind shorts, Mark, what do you think? Guys, what, so I don't want to seem weird, take but... Take five? What do you, yeah. What? What do you say? You think five's low? I would take one, just wear them. Maybe one for my gla- my eyes, and then one in the shirt to hang. Also, I mean, where I- am I going to put all the other okay. glasses? He's already. He I'm going to goes- put one on like I own it, right. and then I'm going to steal. See, you guys are going to see me strolling out of that alley with like a pair of sunglasses on both ass cheek pocket, on both my breast pockets. <laughs> I got oh, to wow. Jesus, anywhere, this guy. just around my waist too. Like I have what? like all. Okay, okay. I'm leaving with all twenty pairs on me. Let's you are to- like a. I'm going to crane my. I'm going to look back when I pass you in the street i'm like what is that guy doing good news for you is i have a better plan as soon as i see the truth i'm walking around finding normies that look fit and like they could run from you know being chased by aliens and i'm gonna hand you a pair and be like hey join the resistance brother turns out they just don't look though remember the lady with the sh- it's like, just look at look through the shades ah, please ah no uh, fine you- okay Frank, we, we, frank's we, is the funniest we've got but- a lot to unpack one cameron yeah you may be the guy that puts 10 pairs of sunglasses in your pockets, <laughs> but you're also going to be the guy that 30 seconds from them sits on 10 pairs of sunglasses <laughs> and ruins the resistance. Sunglasses in you're going to forget about that for sure. I still have a bunch in the front. They're fine. Two, why would you trust any vagrant that big and jacked with that mullet like that to just put on sunglasses? Everybody's avoiding him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get true, out of my face, Rami. I don't want to deal with this. And, the, you know, it's, it's a... Ew. T- Ew. God, no, no. Fuck. I mean, look what he had to do to get teeth... David's just to put on the sunglasses. Yeah. And I believe they were friends. <laughs> and then... Um, How many people have you killed, man? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and then I forgot my third point in there. But there was a third point. It was going to be good. You'll remember What's it. her name? Kelly Thompson? Holly. Thomas? Holly Thompson. Holly Thomas. I do want to talk about her. <laughs> Shh, what? She's still wrong. We keep going. I, uh, I want to talk about her character. Okay. She was tough to read. Well, that, I think that's kind of the point at the end there, you know? No, no, not just at the end, but in every word she, she said, I didn't know what her motivation was. And I don't mean the characters, right? I mean the actresses. <laughs> what are you doing? It seems like they're playing the tango. Jordan, she's being an emotionless robot, okay? She's on the inside. She knows what's going on. Oh, you thought she knew what was going on the entire time? Yes. Just because she worked? Yeah. Uh, so that was... But we didn't... <laughs> Wait, you really... Th- yeah. She was in on it the whole time? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I no. didn't pick that up. No way. Yeah. You really thought she was in on it the entire time? Yeah. How'd she get to the resistance? She found the glasses. Remember, he was still there and stuff. Her eyes told how the whole did story. Any, you know, how did any of them get to the, had to get to the fucking meeting? That's what I thought the first time when she was there. I was like, how'd she get there? How'd any of them get there? Shantyville. Seems like Shantyville. Guess obviously. what happens when they're there, though? It gets raided and most it's of them die. Oh, I kind of thought that she may be torn between the right and wrong decision you just said she was always in on it yeah she works there and she kind of i think helped um, storm the raid and get everyone cur- killed oh i guess i didn't pick up on that that's my bad yeah the raid that was definitely her yeah she showed us. 
And then she just kept showing up. Yeah, and then people kept the, dying. Uh, the wall exploding and the raid really did catch me up. Should have killed her. That should have killed both of them. That shrapnel, man. Shrapnel. Can't, I can't turned to Cameron a couple times. Is everyone going to die? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Um, I didn't did. expect everybody to die, but they yeah, they did. Oh, also, comment. Uh, just a warning to viewers. This could also just be someone on a bad trip. Remember, if you're doing any hallucinogens, have a sitter. Have someone watching you just in case... Your sunglasses aren't letting you see the truth. <laughs> oh, I Cameron brings up a good point. I did like how they compared the glasses to being tripping. Take and them the off, man. It's a come down. But, that whole part was so weird, though. So, again, oh, listeners, man. if you're having that experience, there's a weird. chance your sunglasses aren't showing you the truth. You are on drugs. So, what you're saying is you shouldn't react as quickly as Nada's character did to immediately murder? murder. No, no. You should maybe take a couple breaths <laughs> Maybe first. talk to some people. Remember, he was just in Shantyville. He doesn't he know what he ate. He killed a cop immediately. You know, immediately. listeners, before making any decision, take three deep breaths. Um, Guns probably aren't. The number one thing to do, don't get a gun and shoot. No, probably not. But uh, he, I mean, that's the moment where instead of like going, like going straight into maniac mode, he should have gotten, gone back, gotten the box and like, you know, taking a second. I do have a animosity. He was acting like he was on drugs. Um, Okay. Actually, let me go to that. I do like how they depicted uh, once Rowdy Piper and Keith had just become friends again, gotten done with the fight, put on the glasses, and now we're seeing everything for the first time. Mm-hmm. It did look like they were tripping together. Yeah. They were giggle giggles. Like, we got to get some beers. We it seemed like we were watching going. a scene out of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It, it's true. It did feel exactly like that or like Pineapple Express or what have you. The um, glasses. Uh, going back real quick. I or was, is it a euphoric feeling? Like a drug or just But a, then at one point, he's like, the truth always. be careful to take those no. off because it feels like a knife turning in your skull or some shit like that. That's when drugs drugs do turn on you. I've I've heard. <laughs> Sometimes drugs can turn on you. I've uh, heard that they're question for you guys. Uh just like right after uh Rowdy just first gets ID'd by the they them. Um they put out an APB for him and they have a fu- kind of a funny description of essentially it's a wrestler with a mullet. How what would they your, say wrestler? No, but they put out that description. What's your APB for Rowdy at the time? You see this guy, they're like there's a man with long blonde hair and sunglasses. We've got a hunk. <laughs> Uh, we, sexy we have, a, we have a wrestler We have a blonde wrestler mullet Got uh, a man in a mullet With a really snug pair of jeans And the thickest neck you've ever seen uh, the, Sil- Silken the be- hair The best fitting wranglers We can manage in the 80s um, Like they're painted on <laughs> um, I did have um, another animosity Keith is like Man, I don't want any trouble You gotta stop doing this I don't wanna be around you but I will follow you everywhere and try to help you at every corner I can. True. Yeah, it's just you know, your mouth is telling me you don't want to, but your heart is telling you. Know me you know he's a murderer. You don't want to fight him just to get your DNA all over his face. Granted, it's '88 and we're not really worried too much about that kind of stuff. But still, you know, something to think about when 23andMe comes out. You know, 40 years later. Um, I did think the scene where Keith and him introduce each other to one another is like kind of seemed like he was picking them up, right? You got anywhere to go, hunk? You can stay with me, bud. But I don't want any trouble, and I don't want to get my heart broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here working for my, my wife and family in Detroit. I don't want to talk about it any more than that. What's the most ridiculous thing? 
What's the most? How quickly he goes on a murder rampage where he just has a bunch of one-liners that sound like it's a hot fight fuzz joke. Is it the fight? It's the fight. Or is it the murder rampage? It's. I mean, it's both. Ooh, I would also throw out a third argument of him falling out of a third-story window, going down a mountain, and that one caught me the fuck off guard. (laughs) Me too. No, it's now it's the Andromeda, like the whole space shit at the end. Um, I would rank it in this order. Of things that surprised me the most, actually... You get three. Roddy Piper getting hit over the head and then thrown out a window and rolling <laughs> down all of the, the Los Angeles hills. That actually surprised the fuck out of me. <laughs> then, two, I got to go with that fight. I don't know at what point I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> there were like three times. I think I said this is ridiculous four times. I'm like, I, I, I had fun because I was watching with it Megan can't... and she never saw it. I'm like, she's like, this is going on long. I'm like, we got like two more minutes left. <laughs> By the time he <laughs> smashes the guitar... Uh, uh, car window and says, like, "Oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it went on like two more minutes. Like, that, I've said this a few times, but that had more endings than Lord of the Rings three. And it's kind of funny when they would just be down on the ground. It seems like it's over, and then it's the chicken fight, and we're right back into it. Um, trickle down on verified. They shot that behind John Carpenter's offices in Los Angeles, like somewhere in LA. Hmm, dingy. Yeah, that guy. That guy cuts corners financially. Makes good movies. Um, oh. And then number three is, I would assume. Just all the one-liners. Wait, I've got a sneaky honor, uh, honorable mention. Go ahead. Right before the fight, Frank does like a, a money toss with with Nada's oh, like yeah, weekly actually, yeah. pay. He just does a toss and it lands. What does it land in? It's like a box. The box of sunglasses. The box, the box of sunglasses. Of sun- and it perfectly what a just falls in there. Move that is. I'm glad you noticed that because when that happened, I'm Meg- I turned to Meg. That was jaw dropping. I go. That go in. <laughs> he just he just he just switched Cameron, out. I didn't say it. We just like we just yeah. We turned and looked. You're like my god. That's the most impressive thing that happened in the movie. I like the one liners. But that and then was we both went that. to our phones and like yeah, the money. <laughs> had people been talking about it? Oh, the no, just we were right, like we jotted. No, down. I didn't even have to jot that down. I'm glad you brought it up. But uh, <laughs> I I noticed that the minute I'm like, it's oh. right before the fight happens when Keith is. Uh, Does anybody like we're kind of right in this area? Does anybody have like garbage truck? Uh, Comments, questions. I, I have actually questions about the whole. Sure. Why would he hide glasses this important in a in garbage a, can? I said it right away. I'm like, that's not the best place for that. Are you well, fucking idiot? He just puts like one on and then just puts the box away. He doesn't even know what it is. We at that get point, it. You're gonna take ten or eleven. I would argue I, uh, if I, you're gonna do it plans. and you see empty bins, good. You got a week. You got half a week. Those are full garbage. Yeah, bins, those are going bro. soon. I went I, like when he put it there. I'm like, okay, like maybe just like they don't have a garbage system. It looks pretty trashy there. Even when the garbage truck is coming, there's trash everywhere. Or doesn't he have a backpack? Just dump him in his backpack. Some will get crushed, but some will make it. Yeah, but you don't no, know the importance. No, he lost his backpack The thing is, you don't know the shantyville. Yeah, right, 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 right. You don't and know what they are bag. when you grab them, though. You know, like, you're just grabbing. No, that's true. Well, because he... But I'm still homeless, and I need to sell things, so I'm going to probably keep all that stuff. Correction. Did he take the glasses and then put them on and then come back and hide the box. I can't remember. No, no, he just put, he put them on. He hit the, the box, box right away before, yeah. he, before he saw the truth. Yeah. yeah. He, he saw the box. He went to the alleyway for some reason, had to go downtown to open these fucking things. Uh, then he proceeded to lose his goddamn mind and, uh, get, uh, an APB put out for a uh, wrestler with a mullet. <laughs> Wearing We're those glasses for, uh, having said that, like Canadian Scottish type, how wouldn't no one recognize him at like HQ? If there's like, Warnings out for this guy who looks exactly like this well, normal dress. He's even walking that. around downtown when like his pictures up on the TV next to him. He's pretty he obvious. Never even tried to hide <laughs> <No>. or operate <laughs> in secrecy. 
him and Keith just walk down the sidewalk <laughs> and like, God, there's got to be a place to get a six pack somewhere, right? He shoots two cops in broad daylight and you never hear anyone scream or run or react at all that he did it. Um, it is nice that they just die. The the aliens just die. That's nice. Um, kind of just going back to the, the super long fight. Like... We're not even the, the it, most ridiculous be fight super beneficial, on ever. Wouldn't it be super beneficial after that fight to not be super injured from a fight? Like then they still have to get away from downtown. But like that fight ends with one of them looking at him, and be like, "Oh, they're right there. I can see them. They're in an alley. We have them." Like, "Ooh, shitty. You're late. like you're probably pretty bruised and broken." And that's like, why they needed to get a hold of a couple of barley pops, <laughs> take the take the edge off. Oh, barley. It's true. They had a connection and a kinship and a friendship that was going to last. Much longer than getting shot in the head at the end of the movie. Yeah. I think they were going to make it. I think they were going to be lifelong friends. Yeah, they fuck his immediate. family. He was never going home now. He had his own new world, to, you know. Okay, you're Jordan. You can see this maybe in your future. You're a homeless drifter. You come a box of uh, sunglasses. What do you do with his knowledge? I'm a, if you can't beat him, join him. Okay. I think I just use these to not fight, maybe, but just hide a little better. Maybe not act so fucking obvious. I guess I'd probably... I'd shoot someone really quick <laughs> just to make sure. Kind of like a pinch me my dreaming type sitch just to see what's going on. So you're going the, 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 the rowdy route. He's no. acting, he's acting rowdy. I, uh, you, you just immediately run out of bubble gum and just start shooting. If, 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 uh, yeah, he didn't have any plan to go at the bank. Right. Mm-mm. Can we talk about that scene? Oh, he just went in for some murder. He's just like, I've seen aliens. I'm going to murder. Yep. And that's what happens when you're on a, a bad trip. Always have a sitter. Unless you're experienced, then do whatever yeah, the fuck like you want. That, it's just a bad the trip. The line just came out of nowhere. That whole it just came out of nowhere. It, the line in the context of the what's going on in the movie makes Doesn't no make fucking sense. No sense. <laughs> That's what makes it, I think, so sweet. Can we just say the line? Can someone give me the line? Because we've been tiptoeing it. I came here to do two things: chew bubble gum, and kick ass. I'm all out of bubble gum. And a caveat: when I mean kick ass, I mean shoot everybody with shotguns. <laughs> shoot everyone who has a funny looking frog face. There had to be some um, casualties. Missile, yeah, there had to be miscellaneous casualties of people that aren't. Now I have a question about the aliens. Is every one of them a bad yuppie? I don't think all of them. Probably. You know, some are just working a job. Yeah, they're just here on a new planet. <laughs> yeah, not everyone trying to get a bad. Not everyone. So really, I, consumerism corporations are bad, right? But here's the problem: if you got, peop- got a fur coat, a mink. A mink coat. I did ask Megan yesterday who could pull off a fur coat more, her or myself. Not a real one, a faux fur one. Her. Uh, oh, okay. Sh- yeah. What about like a Which bear one can, coat? Can you, bear can you pull coat? off like a Cruella de Vil type, type, type look? The only way any of us are doing it, if it's like a Bane, yeah. like shirtless, like long, just big <laughs> yeah. coat. Kind You're of on like vacation. You Think got of like a, a backwoodsman man, like that type of fur coat, like a bear just coated and so like, like a bear shredded and yeah real dirty is how i see it <laughs> doesn't have no. to be but take it however you want <laughs> well, okay so it. megan also said herself yeah i was a little disappointed okay um animosity oh this is my first meeting of the rebellion oh shit <laughs> explosions gunfire that's why you don't meet up you know this Better is re- why you don't go to meetings yeah this is why you just maybe just i, I report from home telecommute now you can zoom calls true that seems real easy for them to infiltrate. I've always wondered, fill in the blank, new religion, Scientology, occult, the rebellion. Mm-hmm. How soon into a meeting you're like, whoa, <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. Wait, this you do what? what? Jordan, you've asked this question before, and I've often said, I never get to the meeting. I never find out. That's, <laughs> that's the, true. That's where I succeed. Say you get tricked into the meeting, uh-huh. and they're like, this is XYZ occult. Do you stay for the swag bag? Yeah. 
You stay for the goodie bag. I want some fresh kicks. I want an outfit. I'll take a robe. Like it's gonna have to be a really nice swag bag for me to come back for another. It's gonna meeting. be marked with like whatever. I mean, whatever. And it if is, I don't get like, another thing at the second meeting, I'm never coming back. I'm calling bullshit on camera. If they gave you like <laughs> slippers and a robe, you'd be there for life. <laughs> you'd sell out so quick. Jordan, like, if they give Cameron a hacky sack, he would take it. Oh, I almost bought some hacky sacks on Amazon. Ooh, I've kind of been feeling hacky sacks lately what? too. Come on, I should have bought them. Have you really? Yeah, I was have gonna you guys bu- been talking about it. No, he has. I was gonna and buy. You have. Yeah, six I, hacky sacks for nine dollars on Amazon. I don't know where I was, but I I'm out of my hacky sack phase. No one's out. Well, I'm definitely not in. No it. one I've ever got, grows I've out. Got of it. No leg Do we all just have to stretch a little bit more? Fine. Deeper. Here's why you it's guys not even that deep, man. I assume we're we're better at Jordan, the hacky sack we, game. We play stupid ball games around the house all the time. We're yeah, just but missing you guys the d- during the hacky sack era were probably wearing skater shoes. True. That is like a superpower. It really is. It's very flat. It's very flat and very wide and very big. <laughs> we're great. Oh, let's get some hacky sacks. Um, God damn, I hate how this is just turned on. Let's get hacky sacks. <laughs> Animosity. No one is aiming these guns at all. Everyone is spraying. Like Piper just like sprays up in the air and does manage to. I know hit what you're talking somebody. about. Somebody's running up the stairs the to get to the up. top of the roof. Yeah, no, he sprays. It looks like 20 feet above him. Well, even like the aliens, the them, the they, they even like are just kind of just shooting all over the place and not killing anybody, except for the rebellion meeting. They they hit a lot of people there, but. Well, they took a different approach. They just walked and mowed them down. What's that? I just love that we're sticking with like rebellion scum. I don't know. Well, they are scum. <laughs> we do know that. A lot of them are drifters. Scum. And the, most of them were drifters <laughs> in Shantytown. I mean, they actually may have been mowed down, and the aliens didn't even know they were rebellion. <laughs> they were just trying to get rid of the riffraff. <laughs> oh, the riffraff's here. Shantytown relocated to this warehouse. We can't uh, let them own a warehouse. <laughs> no way. Uh, real lack security at the new station slash headquarters slash their interstellar leaping station. Seems like just wanted signs. they just let a new member and drifter just new. leading people yeah, around. I and like, even like the security guards like, stop being ridiculous. Let me see your cards. That looks fine. That guy was there for a day. Yeah. Tops. In fact, I believe we were introduced to their introduction dinner. He, he was only there a day or and a half True. before that. There's no A couple way. hours. I don't even think he would have known how to get down there. No. And he's already leading tours. It's crazy. Way lack security. <laughs> and like they're not even, they're he's coming in. leading tours. Like how is he leading that tour? They're coming in like dirty, like they're clearly rebellion and no one says anything, questions anything. Not only that. Their news channel put up their pictures. Yeah, like everyone should know All what they look fucking like. fucking day. <laughs> Jordan, you're also forgetting <clears throat> this is a room of the elite, though. They weren't paying attention. That's true. That's not their problem. But those security guards were, and they were looking for them, so they should know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I had a question. This is this popped in my head. Keep it if you want or not. Do you think if you worked a job and then you found out all your coworkers were aliens, you'd be like, oh, damn, but I really like these guys. You got Not Brian. Oh, shit. I'd wonder Couldn't what that say, says about me. I'm like, oh, I really hit it off with them. I wonder if that was a thing or if I'm just, you know, a robot. Well, I think the problem is uh, with corporations is there's no individual. Like, there's no one to be mad at, even then. That's how evil can happen. I actually do have a, a question about the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, spoiler alert, if you've gotten this far, cool. I'm going to say it how it ends, right? So, we break the transmitter, and the aliens get exposed, and now they're on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nothing's going to change. We're just, they're just, people are just going to get used to, well, there's aliens here, <laughs> but you can't break a system Men in like black. that. Yeah, it's probably going to... Pre- what do you think is going to happen? They left it up to us. They're like, that's the end. We've seen it. Also, again, sneakiest boobs, maybe, like... 
That's sneaky. Almost closing credits nudity. Weird. Yeah. Why well, add it in at that point? Just weird. It's random. You could have you could have easily had that sex scene without her boobs being out. Just have her. She was like wearing a robe or something, wasn't she? Like half open. Well, the argument is you you could get away. Yeah, with I no hate nudity. I hate it too. <laughs> yeah. Guys. I mean, you really didn't need the scene. Well, the scene you didn't need at all. I mean, it was funny that somebody like I guess was dating a uh, day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, but how, I, I guess I, I kind of thought about it more this time. I suppose the first time I saw it years ago. Oh, we, uh, the the aliens have been exposed. We're going to change this. But I thought about it more this this viewing. I don't think they can. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just there. I think just socioeconomically, they're, they own us. Well, it's going to be hard to start over. And I think that's actually, so. I put that in the context of corporations. How are we going to bring them down to, like, the, the small businesses disappeared because they own us. We just need more reform over their power and the amount and how they can operate. Maybe that. Hold yeah, on. but uh, my Amazon drone is here. <laughs> exactly, but it doesn't have a resolution for it. No, it kind of leaves me feeling that we're fucked. Everybody, no, and that's kind of what that's all of our kind, heroes yeah, die. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have a resolution. It's kind of just like uh, it's a. It doesn't a leave me up. with hope. It's a wake up movie. Yeah, maybe. I mean, just oh, he's not trying to get rid of him. He's just trying to open your eyes, brother. Yeah. You could probably do a whole podcast on that fight scene. And there are probably ones out there. There probably mean, is one out there. Ugh. Moving on to quotes. 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 Favorite quotes. Welcome back to quotes. As we previously said, this has a lot of one-liners. A lot of them seem to be Rowdy Roddy Piper originals, too. I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick some ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. He doesn't even say it that forceful. He says it very calmly. No, you're right. kind of like, like this. I've come here to do two things. Chew bubblegum. If I'm in, if I'm in line, the ba- what, did, what did he say? The moment anyone starts just being like, attention, I'm going to say something, something bad's going to happen. Either one, I'm going to get out of here. I don't need to deposit this. Either a sad, boring message that's going to make me feel bad about me not contributing to something, or they're going to rob it's me. Rob, shoot, yeah, rob. Or they're going to rob us and shoot us. I mean, either way, maybe just run. Um, it's ca- Actually, that, it kind of shows up in a lot of places. Um, in Duke Nukem, I guess he says some sort of variation of like, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Like at like... This is the origin of it. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, even in Days and Confused, he's like, uh, I came here, here to drink thing. some beer and kick some ass, yeah. and I'm almost out of beer or some shit. I mean, some variations to this, yeah. Yeah, and even in different variations, it's always it, it's always fun. It's always funny. Um, this is fun. This is right when. Uh, when Nada starts realizing what the glasses are doing, but he's looking at the two ladies and he's going like, you, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. And like just that whole scene, he actually you know, goes off. You look like your head fell off in the cheese dip back in 1957. I mean. Remelda face. Yeah. Well, he's, There's he's a going lot of appearance ones. Yeah, that's, a, that's a fun rant. But they knew right That's away. like pouring perfume on a pig. <laughs> yeah. Like right after that too, with like the lady spray, spraying perfume on herself. I'm giving you a choice. Either put these glasses on or start eating that trash can. <laughs> uh, and then wackiness ensues. Uh, this is a fun one right before uh, Piper starts shooting. Mama don't like tattletales. Yeah, he's got a lot of those, you know. It isn't all that action-packed of a movie, but the one-liners make it. Well, seem- there's like a 10-minute rampage where it is that action-packed movie. I feel like this one is super underrated, but maybe, honestly, my sneaky dark horse quote of the movie. Go ahead. The world needs a wake-up call. 
we're gonna phone it in. <laughs> like, oh, that could be I, the ta- ta- that could be the tagline. I got another the tagline. I, I got gave a, me the chills. I got another one for you, and I'm pretty sure I saw this as an unverified. This is uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's favorite quote from the movie: "Brother, life's a bitch, and she's back in heat." Oh, I, I noticed that one in real time. I'm like, oh, it's a dog. It's a dog. It's here to fuck. It's here to fuck us. Uh, that's all I had written down. But this one, I mean, there's a there's a lot of good one-liners in here. Let us know your guys' favorite one. You can just write on the movie poster on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're moving on to recasting. Recasting, as always, this is not like a preference thing who we think would be better there, but just a fun brain exercise. Let's just put some different people in this movie. Um, I know this is kind of a shorter cast, really, and I know you guys were a little more concise this week. I have a little, I have a few, I think, that are maybe more uh, obscure. Yeah, borderline. So first off, just the hacker, the guy, the guy that's always giving the message of like, we are in a society that's like going through. I just made that Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's him just pushing his message across the TV. Although I agree with some of the things Michael Moore says, I don't want to hit give him the satisfaction because <laughs> Michael Moore feels himself way too much. So I'll go Al Gore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone could please just listen. I've well, if you're going to go Al Gore, I'll go Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, government conspiracy, he's government controlled. They made the Tesla and whatever. Jordan has been saying for years that you believe Elon Musk is a robot. Not necessarily a robot, but, you know, on that Hoffman pill diet. <laughs> okay. A keen bean. Okay. My, Michael McShane. Just give me keen bean. Um, did anyone have the preacher, the the blind reverend? Didn't Danny Glover? I put Lawrence Fishburne. It's almost like a mix um, of like him like being the homeless character from John Wick. Mm-hmm. And also he just has like a good voice for just saying crazy stuff and just like actually he has like a good like you know voice for that. I'm fine with that. Gilbert, did anyone do Gilbert? Gilbert is a resistance leader. Yeah, he's like the main guy going into the church. He gets shot later. In I the didn't heart. have him. I didn't have him. I did uh Jim O'Hare. He's Jerry from Parks and Rec. Oh, actually, that's perfect. Little, I do like that. I'd like to see a Jerry in here. So this is based looks, on a looks like. Who's the guy that plays Gary? Milton? Don't you mean Gary? Steven Root. He plays Milton in Office Space. He's the blind guy. Ah, yes. Yeah, I that, can see that's that. a great He's one. In yeah, that works for me. Dodgeball. He's in a bunch of stuff. I'm ready for the big three. Do you guys have any other fringe ones? Uh, no, big three. Uh, Who do you have for Holly? I have a modern day for you, and I have a time period. Time period, I did Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, some of it's the voice and just big eyes. Uh, then I did a reimagining for today, and I did Carla, uh, Carla Gugiano. We do her a bunch. We House on Haunted bunch. Hill. I did Amy Adams. Hmm. I'm fine with that too. I did. During she plays the, a reporter during time. Uh, Kelly LeBrock, LeBrock from Weird Science. Okay, I like it. I like it being a time period one. That's fun. Uh, Frankie. Uh, I'm having you guys pick between two. Do you want Common from John Wick or do you want Tyrese Gibson from... Uh, pick your favorite one. I you want, want Will Smith. Carl Ooh. Weathers. Ooh, Carl Weathers is a nice And one. that's the right answer. I'm sorry I won it. <laughs> well, the Apollo picture definitely Creed himself. I didn't know we needed a PowerPoint. To we don't, but I didn't want to be dismissed. Your guys' are cute, but it's Carl motherfucking Weathers. All right. I'm going to give that one to Carl Weathers. That was a mic drop. Thank you. We'll upload the picture to our Instagram. Uh, who Apollo do we have? Creed. That's all I gotta say. You know who, who do we have for Nada? I'm gonna say mine because Jordan already ruined it for me earlier. I actually went Sylvester Stallone. Oh, did you go Sly? Nice. Yeah, I, I did. Like I that. just thought because because he kind of does play that like silent. I'm not gonna yuck your time. yum, but 
I don't know. I that's fine. That's fine. I I don't know. No, I'll take your word for it. But now, but just team him and Carl Weathers up again. Let it ride. <laughs> right. Let it happen. I'd watch that movie today. Who'd you have for Nada? Bill Paxton. I like it. I always like yeah, Bill Paxton. You know, I can see that. I had a really weird one. I really mm-hmm. just. So I think Everyday we, man, working man. I think we all agreed we're not going to do Kurt Russell, right? That's it could have just been a Kurt Russell machine. Just another Kurt in Russell. Fact, just throw away. This was actually written for Kurt Russell. From sure, John and, and and it could but have easily been there. They for the specific up. reason that he's like, we've done too many in a row. He didn't for that reason. But it'd be like watching an early Scorsese and be like, well, Robert De Niro, right? It's like he obviously yeah. was going to do Robert De Niro for mm-hmm. that one. So, um, I I kind of want. I went Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, I could see that actually. Don't know why. A little more gruff, a little yeah. more serious. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah, I like Russell. I, I don't know what he would look like with a mullet. I know he's had long hair in some things. Maybe he doesn't have a mullet. Uh, you need some form of long hair. Uh, no, none of us said Patrick Swayze, Wranglers. but you can still be wearing. Wranglers. This could definitely be a Swayze movie too. Yeah, I mean, it could any, be Swayze. you could to me. Or could it be Bruce Campbell? Mm, maybe not. Actually, it could. Here's why. Do you want to hear the long list of what ifs? And again, some of these casting what ifs. These aren't necessarily like. They were in talk and stuff, or like it's more of like the studio wanted these people. I don't want to have to explain myself, but doesn't it feel like a great Mel Gibson role? Yeah, kind of actually. Early Mel Gibson when he still had a little yeah. bit of that Australian accent and the mullet. Yeah, that actually works. Yeah, uh, the people that were uh, considered for the role by the uh, either John Carpenter, or the studio, Alec Baldwin, Michael Bain, Brian Bosworth, Jeff Bridges, Bruce Campbell. So the, he, I actually could see this as a Bruce Campbell movie. Jeff Bridges works. Bruce Campbell works. Tom Cruise works. Harrison Ford maybe works. a little too old. Uh, Eighty-eight. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Um, he was just too big of a star. Yeah. Mel Gibson works. Tommy Lee Jones works. Uh, Michael Keaton. Tommy Lee Jones works. Would, be, would change the movie dramatically. Be, like, yeah. Be gruff, but it but, would work. But, but I like it still. Of course. Uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, Christopher Lambert. Uh, Lambert. Sorry, Christopher Lambert. Stephen Lang. Dolph Lundgren. That makes sense. Michael Madsen, Bill Paxton on the list. Nice. Ron, Ron Perlman, I kind of can't imagine for some reason. Not as the star. Maybe Who's as Ron like Perlman. He plays Hellboy. He was in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh. oh, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't see it as an Arnold movie. Any action movie in the 80s could be an Arnold movie. Uh, this could Sylvester be Stallone. An Arnold movie. Could be a Sly movie. Sly. Patrick. I don't see it. I don't, still don't see Sly. Patrick Swayze's in the mix. I'm I just could... picturing him. He's in so many action movies. I'm like, it would just become his platform you know right uh they'd get way more oily pat yeah patrick swayze uh for, for sure jean-claude van damme can't see it as much but yeah actually i totally can um this reeks of a jean-claude he would just be like he's from germany and not detroit oh sorry brussels right it's hard to get work here <laughs> um and bruce willis is the last one i had bruce willis okay. was too big of a star at the time do you know why the movie magic happened without all those people I don't think Rowdy Rowdy Piper is a great actor, but if you take him out of this movie, you don't get the bubblegum line and you don't get a six minute fight scene. That's true. And that's maybe there a are a lot of things that are very unique to it because of him that yeah. wouldn't be there. Then why it is kind of beloved for its cult reasons. Um, should we move on to the Holy Trinity? Holy Trinity. No, I think we should pass. Uh, welcome back to the Holy Trinity, first-time listeners. This is where we put three of our favorite character actors, Brandon Fraser, Keanu Reeves, and Jeff Goldblum, somewhere into this movie. And uh, it's the Holy Trinity, but wild card, probably Andy Dick's going to get mentioned, too. Um, <laughs> let's start with Jeff Goldblum. Where is he in this movie? 
he might I, I picture him as a yuppie. He had newscaster, maybe something the like newscaster. that. I'm trying to think of if there's like a Ooh, notable. He would be kind of a good yuppie. A notable yuppie role, but I'm not exactly sure would where. Would he be? Uh, could he be Frank? No, because I, I don't. I don't. Doesn't him wor- feel like it, but I would yeah. love to see him on a construction. Uh, construction so, yeah, I don't see him working construction. Okay. I see him like biking in, like looking like he does an Independence Day too. Just kind of like not. Where's ready. flannel in that or plaid? Yeah, he's not the lead either. I don't really see him as the. He doesn't feel like the action lead in this. He's not a. He's the boy that gets embraced by <laughs> no. um, Roddy and no. like and like yeah, sheltered. Yeah. That's I obviously- agree with that, but no. it, it's it's Jurassic Park him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He looks far too old. Yeah, just like get, let go. Yeah, he, he's just somebody who's thirty-seven and definitely an adult. He's definitely a an alien. He's definitely a they in this movie somewhere. Where you putting Brandon Fraser in this movie? Roddy Roddy Piper is not a to me. Okay, he, I don't know if he's the lead. He's almost more of the Frank character, more of like a sidekick in this one. Keanu Reeves is the drifter. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. It's been hard to hold down my... a job. No one's down with my long hair. I have come here. Be careful, because there is another <laughs> character called the drifter. Bubble gum. That's true. But don't be mistaken. I'm talking about the lead drifter. Nada. Nada. Yeah, Keanu, that's, Keanu's my nada. Well, he's definitely more of a leading man type, but I actually think this Where is... else could you put uh, Brendan? Let's talk about that. He's... So the problem, he's actually maybe more of the oh he's the adolescent he's boy maybe like someone being, working in the church like well that. The, pro- the problem he, with with Keanu and Brendan Fraser they have a little bit of case of dumb voice so yeah. you don't want them being the spokesperson for the resistance yeah but that's I think I think uh, I I think Brendan Fraser's like Gilbert he's like the church leader who has the box of glasses and like kind of like leading the resistance I don't know okay that's a pretty big role maybe for him. Brendan Fraser now Just it older would, Brendan oh, now, Fraser now he'd be transmitting. He'd be the transmission guy breaking into your. Here's what's desk. happening. It's me, Brendan Fraser. But no, that's tell- Andy Dick. That's where I got to put no, Andy. Dick. Actually, okay. So hey! we all pretty much in agreements for the Holy Trinity. Andy Dick might be the interruption. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's me again. Listen you- up. Hollywood's trying to keep me out of work. <laughs> oh, I didn't say this in comments and questions, but that's kind of a big animosity I had. Is like the message wasn't very clear. Just get right to the point. Aliens have infiltrated everything. They're all around us. Say that as quickly as you can a bunch of times. We're making sunglasses to... (laughs) Yeah. Just keep saying that as concise as you can. I would say the biggest problem with the resistance... He was doing, like, poetry. Is that (laughs) it it may be tough to break through they, the corporation, signal, but they barely got to Shantytown across the street. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking it. Like, I bet you and I could create a radio station. It's a small radius. Yeah. You can create like a potato. It's like a two block. That's all we have for the Holy Trinity. Uh, much like movie requests and other things, if you guys want to write in some character actors that you would want forced into some of these movies that we review, um, feel free to email us at coldclassicspodcast at gmail.com. Moving on to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, top four. Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore top, top four. All right, Mount Rushmore, top four. What do you want to do this week? All right, we have an open forum discussion, trying to name at least four of wrestlers turned movie actors, trying to get out of that career and pivoting. Um, I mean, I think obviously right now everyone knows the number one, but we'll get back to that later. Um, I'm excluding Rowdy, Rowdy Piper from the list. I respect this movie. Is it enough to get him on the list? I don't think so. It was a number one movie and the only one with professional wrestler for quite some time. I'm going to go my number four, Hulk Hogan. Okay. He makes many cameos kind of as himself. Obviously, in Rocky Three, 
He does an exhibition match under a pseudonym, not actual Hulk Hogan, against Rocky Balboa. And then let's not forget the Thunder in Paradise. We're actually just talking about it. Uh, it's a show where he's a detective with a dope boat. With essentially, he's a he's the Night Rider of the Ocean in Miami. Yeah, it's pretty much a Night Rider on a, a pretty cool speedboat. <laughs> also yep. in No Holds Barred too. I don't know that one. Have you seen it? Yes. Is it good? Pretty Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I think everything's Hulk Hogan, brother. But like, I, here's what I credit to him. Mm-hmm. He's the first mainstream wrestler crossover. That's not true. It's actually my number. Th- no, I, I, I'm going to save my number two. Steve. Steve Ockold, uh, Stone, Stone Cold. He's an honorable mention for me. His he's are, doing a lot more TV work. He's not on my Mount Rushmore. I just wanted to say that. I'll say that the movies that Steve Stone Cold Austin have done are uncomfortable and definitely more of like your TNT action movies. The TV work he's doing, I think, is a little better. Yeah. Or he's doing his own like Spartan game kind of thing, like The Rock. And so my number doing. three, I'm going to go Dave Batista. That's where I would have gone to. And it's primarily because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge hit. I mean, he's part of the He's part of the whole... Guardians, or not Guard, the whole um, Avengers franchise, which is huge. So. But he's crossed over into some more action buddy cop things, which are okay. He's in a movie with Kumar Nan- Kumal Nanjiani. It turns out he just does have good funny timing, at least. at least. Maybe he's not a funny person himself, but at least he can read the lines, which is nice. I want to guess your guys is number two. Okay, go ahead. Because I feel like they're the same. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of ours may be the same. Okay. Probably. Could it be Andre the Giant? Gotta be. That's actually yeah. what Bride? I was going to do. Yeah. Lim- limited work Clap. that I know, but the one thing I know him from... Love it. I mean, it's a classic. It's well, it's a family movie staple. It's a pop culture movie staple, cult classic. I actually want to put him one out of principle, but you can't. You yeah. can't. You there's a unfortunately, well, yeah. Unfortunately, there's there's a number one that we have to recognize. I mean, The Rock, baby. The Dwayne Rock. Johnson has just risen from. I could Can you smell we, that. We could smell what he was cooking. Smell what The Rock is cooking. We smelled it back in the day, and I stopped smelling it. And then I got another whiff a couple years ago for the Scorpion King, and then that stench is around still. Here's the dealio. He's, <laughs> the, the, the Scorpion King was our first smell. We're like, oh, this is a thing. And we're like, this smells kind of bad, but like we like that he's trying. Yeah. For me, I uh, actually did like him kind of in the, the new Fast and the Furious stuff. I don't know. It works. Yeah, that's fine. Those are all just kind of almost more. Now they're not about cards. It's just about it's a Dwayne. Yeah, it's a big action movie now. Yeah, they rebooted pretty much midway through by like six. They're just. I mean, the Jumanji series is funny. He's a good comedic action actor, which is nice. Well, here's the thing. He kind of took over the art. Yeah, Jumanji's great. I I love the. Didn't Kevin Hart and him do a movie? They've done like ten movies together. I think something. Something intelligence central. I think they've done like four movies together. Yeah, they have a bunch of like buddy. Yeah, I forget what that's called. It's something where he's the CIA agent. I like that one. I I think The Rock has. I mean, here's why he's number one. Because I bet there's a lot of people. Who, hey, oh, number Moana. one, Moana. Moana. I oh, mean, he's yeah. completely crossed over to mainstream success. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of people that don't even remember that he was a that he was wrestler. a professional wrestler. Besides, I, mean, I mean, you have to know just because of his size, but like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, to guess, right? you would guess that he's not just a straight actor, but I think what's different between him and any other, even like John Cena, who's not he, on he's our reached list. like an Arnold Schwarzenegger level of like action yeah, star, kind except of. he can speak English clearly and has comedic timing. True. He's got so much charisma and not when he was a beginning actor, it was, lot, yeah. it was just wrestling charisma. Mm-hmm. But now it's just leading man. Charm. Yeah, now he's just a good now. Yeah, he's just charming. He's very and charming. He, didn't he play like college football at like Hawaii or some shit? No, he played at the University of Miami in the late Miami. '80s when they were tearing shit up with like Warren Sapp, and I think he got 
drafted and didn't make it to the pros. Like I think there was an injury or something, wasn't there, too? Maybe? He might have gotten injured. I don't know if he got drafted, but he tried to make some teams but didn't. But his family is from wrestling, so he turned to that. Um, Let's list some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Uh, John Cena's really pushing out a lot of movies. The downside is I don't think they're very good, but he's in them. He's in a lot of them. So here's John Cena's greatest. He really wants to try Bumblebee. to be funny. Yeah. He's just not. Yeah. Where, I was kind of saying, I do like him. He seems like a nice guy, but he has a bit of a, a, a case. He seems kind of douchey to me. I don't yeah, know why. I'm sorry. Like, he, John, if you're listening. I'd... He has a bit of a case of dumb it. face. Like, he, always, like he, his best thing is playing confused. I think confused. he seems douchey because he's like, I'm funny. And everybody's like, John. He wants to be Dwayne re- so bad. So bad. But what we've discussed here is it's t- you can't. You can't be Dwayne. It's one in a million. Um, Goldberg, <laughs> you would remember from the WCW days, but Goldberg went on to be an at least a universal soldier that I remember in a couple other movies. I'm going to cheer on any ripped, jacked Jew. <laughs> True. I just am. They're out there. He's one of them. Hey, Goldberg was in the longest yard. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Rowdy was. Roddy has to be. Rowdy like Roddy five or is six. honestly almost four, but the yeah. other ones just. Roddy's made... my five. I mean, he's got to be yeah. right under there. I, I mean, we should almost put him in just for this movie, but how can we put him above anybody up there? Yeah. The I, list is the list. Like, Dave Bautista's good. Like you guys said, Steve Austin's made cameos and stuff. Kevin Nash has from back in the day. Oh, uh, um, John Wick. Kevin Nash is in uh, John Wick. Yeah, yeah, that was it. He was the Russian guy's like, take a night off, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he does stuff like that. You need a big guy. So that must mean he, he might Diamond be Diamond nice. Dallas Page is in The Devil's Rejects. <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't seen... Uh, He's so white trash. Do you know Diamond Dallas Page has uh, become like a almost a healer in the yoga industry for people with... Really? Yeah, because he had a bunch of back pain, and he was like, I'm getting addicted to pills. I can't do this. Yeah. After he stopped wrestling, so he got real into yoga, and it's changed his life. Huh. Uh, just I learned to that from that, Diamond. Uh, go DDP. Just quickly found online a couple quick ones to read through. Uh, the Water Boy, you have, uh, bi- you have uh, Big Show as Captain Insane. The Big Show used to be oh, called show, yeah. The Giant. Yeah. Though. Uh, Graham, Grandma's boy, you have uh, Kevin Nash. Uh, let's see. In- oh, Paul White is in Jingle All the Way, the Big Santa, the Big Santa. Oh, okay. That's also the Big Show. Uh, of course, we'll remember. We'll remember uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's Bonesaw Spider Man. Oh no, he's dead. Uh, Rocky, we already said Hulk Hogan. Blazing Saddles had Alex Karras as Mongo. Yeah, he's the big guy. Actually, that's funny. Dad always brought that up. He's like, it's Mongo's, blah, blah, blah. I think he played in the NFL as well. Uh, thanks for listening to our take on They Live. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, favorite, quote, rate, whatever it is your podcast app does. Um, if you want to have any movie requests or Holy Trinity requests, you can write in at cultclassicspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Same thing. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll check you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.